Which way is catering with Justine and Bruce? Served up by Variety Attractions, celebrating 60 years of entertainment excellence. This episode of Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce is brought to you by Brannigan, Inc. For nearly two decades, Brannigan, Inc. has energized brands in the entertainment industry, helping fairs and festivals connect with audiences. Their creative, results-driven marketing approach drives attendance and makes communications fun. Check them out at BranniganInc.com. Also, this episode is brought to you by Spectrum Weather Insurance. Spectrum Weather Insurance provides a variety of rain, heat, severe weather, and event cancellation insurance customized for your specific event. They have the experience and expertise that hundreds of events rely on each year. Visit them at SpectrumWeatherInsurance.com. song that he wrote a bunch of years ago and it's the to honor the 13 service members who died in afghanistan yeah and then his worst so he's got a single out right now worst country song of all time that he does yep. with did you watch that one with, it's with uh hardy and toby yep. and yep. then how he how he sits there when toby walks in and both of them are like yes sir <laughs> Oh, man it's freaking toby i know yes sir um and then we'll have to add, yeah if you're saying and yes, maybe sir. maybe we could start with him with that like hey justine and i were just kind of talking about your worst country song of all time video when toby walks in the door and both you and hardy are like yes sir yes sir <laughs> and that was a real take that what they didn't plan that it was yeah. an automatic yes sir yes sir. because he he did that song on stage in valpo up. Oh, are you ready? Oh, see, I don't get that. I know. Yeah. Oh, it's like a surprise. I don't get that. You ready? Are yeah, you ready? Hopefully. I'm ready. Yeah, okay. I'm good. Can you okay. hear everything fine? Yep. Here he comes. Hey, Brantley. Hey, how we doing? How we doing? Hey, Brantley. How are you? All right. All right. How y'all doing? <laughs> good. Your place looks way more fun than our places. <laughs> <laughs> So right off the bat, Brantley, looking at that, is that just a portion of your man cave behind you? Yeah, this is uh this is the dog house. We got a well, that's the little gun station. That was one of our COVID habits, but that's the bar. Oh, nice! And uh, bikes and well, the lights aren't on back here. The bus usually goes right here. Oh, nice! Yeah. Here, I'll turn the light on for you so you can actually see the place. That is beautiful. Thank you. It kind of puts, Man, it see, you know, and the problem is, Brantley, is I'm sitting in my man cave and you're really, you know, <laughs> if we're kind of comparing here, you're really kind of <laughs> kicking me out of the door here. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for that. No, that's man. okay. No, that's okay. I'm just in awe right now. So, <laughs> Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, man, That's... this is the cool thing about this was, you know, all the guys, one of the, one of the ways we, we, we had to create ways to kind of spend time together. Cause yeah, man, it's, it, you know, it's, uh, it's 
one thing to, to not be able to do the, the thing we love, but, you know, a lot of folks that say they got a family out there. And, but I, I can tell you, I think anybody that's toured with us can tell you we truly do. Um, so we had to create some ways to spend time together and hang out. And uh, this was was something cool. Everybody came down. Uh, my Nashville guys came down to Georgia. And, uh, of course, the Georgia guys were already here. Man, I'm telling you, if we would have – if we would have worked consecutive days, nonstop, we would have been doing this the whole thing in a month. It's yeah. about seven hundred per foot. And, but we had a, an awesome time with it. Anytime any of the guys get here, they like look around. And you just tell they're proud of it, and and uh, and they also, if they see anything that needs fixing, they they go fix. It. <laughs> That's awesome too. So are you at a point in your life in your man cave where if some of your buddies come by or somebody that's never been there before and says, Hey, how much would you sell me that Jersey for? I mean, are you at that point where, you know, okay, if it's the right price, boom, or I'm not at that <laughs> time in my life yet. Oh no, there's nothing to leave in here. It's okay. uh, yeah. Uh, everything in here, man, what I really did was I, Stuff that was really important to me, and I've kind of I tried to. I'm I'm a little OCD, like I don't like clutter at all. <laughs> so um, that was part of these, you know, having all these cabinets in here. So I wanted to take all my stuff, you know, and have it off the floor, put up somewhere that's safe. Like everything in here is behind a couple lock and keys. And, sure. Uh, well, security's pretty tight because I mean, there's just yeah, you, my stuff so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah right well i guess we could keep talking right from here but we should probably just kind of start our uh podcast right now and justine will introduce us and let's go here we go hey everybody welcome to another episode of which way is catering with justine and bruce served up by variety attractions celebrating over 60 years of entertainment excellence and today Justine and I have a really fun guest and we've been looking forward to it for a long time and we really appreciate your time. It's Brantley Gilbert. Welcome to the podcast, Brantley. What's going on, brother? How are y'all this morning? Oh, we're doing great. And my kids, you know, my son, when I told him we were going to be talking with you today, he's like, man, Brantley, he's like badass, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, and I'm like, the tattoos. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, he's badass. But then my kids just look at me and go, dad, you're just bad. You know, <laughs> kind of one of those things. But so just to bond with you real quick, Brantley, is that I do have a 97 Dyna convertible. So I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Harley guy. I live in Wisconsin. I actually rode in the Harley parade one time at one of their anniversaries. So, um, so when, when you kind of breezed past your Harleys there, I was like, Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got one Harley Brantley's got like 90 Harleys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. The first thing we wanted to do, uh, Brantley, and, you know, the timing of this podcast and when we're doing it, I wanted to just talk to you about the uh, song you released this past weekend. Uh, you know, I think the the whole country kind of watched with their mouth wide open uh, when this whole thing happened. And, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I honestly try to stay out of politics when it comes to, you know, just verbally. If I have something to say, I try to write a song about it or say something on stage. Mm -hmm. Uh so, you know, that's just kind of an important thing to me. I, I heard one of my 
my favorite, one of, one of the guys I look up to the most, I heard him say one time, you know, that uh, he was asked about people using their platforms to be political. And he said, it was, you know, it's fine. He couldn't speak to it. He said, but, uh, you know, I do think it's special when a songwriter writes a song about it or when a singer sings a song about it. So uh, this is something that's it's hard to talk about without it, without it becoming political. So, mm -hmm. Just to, you know, the best way I guess I can say it is that, you know, we all kind of looked on with our mouths wide open. And other than being, you know, humiliated, embarrassed, and, and, and mad about the whole thing, you know, we've we've been blessed the opportunity to, to work a lot with the military through the years. And, and uh, you know, I've, I've developed quite a few, you know, honest to God friendships, you know, guys that are that I'm extremely close to. And, you know, seeing the way, you know, the whole situation hit them in the beginning and then, you know, to have those lives lost, you know, to have those sacrifices made is, uh, man, I, just a, a gutting feeling to me. Um, and I do feel like, you know, loss as a whole is something that a lot of folks, including myself, if not all of us, are still struggling to, to kind of figure out how to handle, you know, even in our adult lives. It's, it's not something, you know, there are no, no words that really make it comfortable. I have found, though, that, you know, when it came to one hell of a name, man, or a song like this one, um, it can kind of turn into a, a celebration of life and, and celebration of a legacy mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to a, the mourning or a grievance of a death. And I, I feel like that's what this song does and says to me. Um, it's always important, you know, in my heart to you know, remind myself and those around me that it's just gone. It's just goodbye for now. You know, it's not goodbye for good. Uh, but gone for not, but not forgotten. It's been a, you know, a thing that I've, I've heard as long as I can remember. And, and uh, you know, it was an idea we wrote, something we had for the the album. We're working on new music, and when this whole thing happened, you know, it's it, sometimes, uh, you know, you you end up writing a song that you don't really know what the purpose of it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And then something like this happens, and it's just. Uh, you know, more than anything, it's, it's not like we released this song, you know, on, on platforms that would, you know, uh, make it monetarily beneficial. We, we just wanted folks to hear it. And, and, man, you never know. It may be one or two people that hear it and go, man, I needed, I needed to hear that. But, but you know, the, the response from it from veterans and active duty guys and girls uh, was, was definitely more than, than – you know, we ever dreamed in putting it out. And, you know, I just, of course, this whole situation's bigger than a song. Yeah. And I think the, the thing I really took away from it is that you wrote this song way before this even happened. So you didn't write yeah. the song because of what happened. You had this song written years ago and it just made sense to release it at this time. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm, I, you know, I'm rough around the edges and, and, and all that. I got two kids now, so we'll say we've tamed that down a good bit. Well, we'll uh, get into that. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I, man, I, I am a God guy. And, and, you know, The Hard Days was a song that we'd written in 2017. And, you know, when the, the kind of 
climate of our society was what it was at the time and still is, you know, that, that song kind of just raised its hand. Um, and this one, the same, much the same way. Um, sometimes I feel like somebody else kind of has a hand in it. Yeah. How many, how many of those songs do you kind of have in your arsenal kind of sitting out and you kind of have, you know, your list of songs that you haven't released yet and you go back into the timeline like, oh, that would work for this time. I mean, how many do you have just kind of sitting, waiting? Uh, there's no telling. Um, I've, I've made the mistake in my career of being kind of a song hoarder. <laughs> you know, if i write one that i really like you know i'll keep it even if we don't cut it on a record somebody will call me like hey can we pitch that like, absolutely not no i don't you know, i'll never That's know what I do. Uh. you know uh but yeah there's there's you know i can i can tell you this i've, I've been blessed man just immensely with, with you know the people i've been able to sit in a room with and write songs you guys know that i mean songwriters in nashville and there's songwriters everywhere. I mean, just freaking incredibly good at their job, man. And, and uh, I, you know, I've, I've been blessed enough to to sit in some of those rooms. And, man, when you come out with something you're proud of, it's, it's hard to let it go. So, yeah, we've got a – we've got quite the selection of unreleased material, to say the least. But, you know, it's also one of those things when you're putting a record together – a lot of the songs that we've written that haven't been on records in the past weren't that they weren't good enough to be on a record. Um, but my records up to this point have all been like chapters of my life. Um, you know, it, it's kind of been one of those things where some songs may have told the story better. You know, and if we weren't trying to go to radio with it, it was it was about telling that chapter the best, telling the story the best. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, maybe as opposed to, you know, a stronger melody or something that was you know, written a little bit differently. So, um, you know, for whatever reason, we, we, <laughs> I hadn't made the habit that I should have made a, a pitching more than, than a hoard. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we're, we're trying to be a little bit, a little bit better about that. So. Yeah. Well, timing's everything. And, mm -hmm. um, before we came on with you today, Justine and I were talking about your video, uh, for worst country song of all time. <laughs> When you meet up with Toby Keith, is that a yes, sir? I mean, is that oh, yeah. a, genuine, a genuine, a genuine yes, sir? You guys kind of had it like, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's the, in, in real life. It's yeah. You still say yes, sir. It's Toby freaking Keith, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because we talked to Toby on our podcast and he was he was outstanding. Oh, he's he's incredible, man. What? What I love about Toby's, he's kind of, but you're going to get Toby a hundred percent of the time, you know, just unfiltered and raw. And, and I can appreciate that. It, you know, anytime I've, you know, I, I talked to him on the phone, uh, a pretty decent amount, and he's, he's always got just more than solid advice when it comes to business. And, you know, I feel like specifically for me, cause you know, we're kind of taking a similar route and, mm -hmm. um, kind of outside of the box when it comes to Nashville and, and doing things uh, the traditional way. Uh, we're not necessarily that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I, you know, I, yeah. And that I was going to point that out is that when I grew up, I mean, country music wasn't like it is now. And so I was a rocker. I was a classic rocker, you know, that kind of stuff. And right. And, 
that's why, and I'm not just blowing smoke on you right now, but that's why I like your music. I'm a fan of it because it isn't contemporary country. It isn't trad country. I kind of think of it as raw country Mm because it's just, you know, it's kind of the rocking, just bringing it just, you know, I don't really care if you like it or not, but I'm bringing it. And that's what I like. That's what I love about it. Well, man, I appreciate that. You know, I feel like it's it's been a little bit of a, a struggle for us through the years to kind of have to try to tame it down a little bit for radio. And I think at this point, it's it's one of those things where it's kind of just, you know, this this record is is a little more down the middle. But the, the creative process for this record was totally different. You know, it's a COVID record. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not in a live room with the massive band and putting pieces together like that with a, mm-hmm. a day enough production. This is, this is more of a, okay, we know we need, you know, this on this song. So we, we want to get Charlie judge on keys and, and synth mm-hmm. sounds and stuff like that. So you send it out to him, you know, this sounds like this drummer. I bet this drummer would kill this. Let's send that to, to him. So it's kind of a send out work with what you get back kind of thing. Um, so the process was completely different, but I got to say, I think um, I'm, I'm excited about this project. Uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Just to, to see how it's received and, um, you know, get, get kind of a different, just a different approach to the whole, you know, release process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the next one, I think you can kind of get ready for some, some head bangers. You know, well, I think you're, yeah. I mean, and I think your your big big fans. I mean, they don't want you to tone it down. You know, no. you're like, oh, we'll tone it down for radio. But your fans are like, no, man, don't tone it down. No, and not everything is a whole. I I think we just, you know, you gotta have your eyes on on what could be a radio single. Mm-hmm. And for us, man, it's been one of those things in the past where, like, I feel like if we've ever done like a tempo song, tempo for us means, you know putting putting those guitars in letting my boys eat a little bit yeah uh, you know <laughs> yeah let the big dog eat yeah and it just works it right out of the countdown you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> but I'm with, I'm with you sister yeah but we, we we man we have fun with them live and and uh yeah i think on the record after this one we're gonna come back with some some in your face stuff and and there's a couple on this record that do that uh, just not so much as we've done in the past, I'll say. Yeah. And your live shows, they're insane. So good. So Dang. good. Your band is like killer. Yeah. Cause Justine I saw you, yeah. just saw you. Yeah. Recently. I was at, I was at Velpo. With yeah. You. yeah. 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 Good time. Oh, yeah, that, that show That's was good. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. We, man, we're just glad to be back at it. I think everybody is, you know, I hope we can, we can kind of maintain this. You got some folks canceling some tours. Yeah. We're, uh, we're going to hold on for dear life. Somebody might have to fight me to get me off the road this time. <laughs> In the past, I'm sure you've had some interesting situations with fans at meet and greets <laughs> that you can actually talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah some of them you can't talk about. Yeah, we know that. But, I mean, there, I'm Most sure there's some... Well, I, I tell you this, man, we, we've done, I remember one day in particular, it was just, 
significantly weird all on its own. We, we, we were doing an in-store somewhere when, you know, we used to actually release physical albums. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'd go do it, Best Buys and Walmarts, Targets mm-hmm. or whatever. And I think we were, I think we are at a Walmart this day. And they had us set up in one of the aisles and they, the line just kind of weaved through the aisles. And I, I'll never forget. I was sitting down signing stuff and this, this, this kid comes up and he's like, to be honest with you, I th- he had to have been pulling an all nighter because he was <laughs> hammered. It was early in the morning and he's like, man, I've been standing in this line drinking all, all morning, all night, all morning. <laughs> he said, sign my head. You know, they got their choice of two things. We'd sign the record and then one other thing, you know, whatever they wanted signing. Whoop. I was like, man, you don't want me to sign your head. And he was like, yeah, yeah I do. I'm going to get it tattooed. And I was like, what? Oh. Like, on your head? And he was he was pretty persistent. So, honestly, dude, I, I honestly, this is no joke. I signed it bad enough to where I was hoping like the tattoo artist would see it and go, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know, and I wrote it crooked. And as a tattoo guy, like I tried to talk him in to let me write it on a piece of paper so they could copy it off of that and stencil it and put it yeah. on and line it up. He wasn't having it. So I went ahead and wrote it on a piece of paper anyway, so they could do that. And I wrote it kind of crooked on his head and bad. So maybe he changed his mind. <laughs> and Man, we'll fast forward a few months. This kid comes through a meet and greet and takes his hat off and shows me, so I told you I'd get it. And it was <laughs> sure enough, crooked and just messy uh. and pale looking. But, hey, he did it. But the same in-store, I had this this older gentleman come through the line, and he had his prescription. So, I guess it was towards the end of the line. Uh, so, I guess he, he showed up at the store. He went to pick up his his prescriptions and I'm signing stuff. And this, this is, this is no joke. This guy pulls out uh, a lore tab bottle <laughs> and he goes, Hey man, uh, would you sign, mind signing my tabs for me? No, it's like, <laughs> what? He said, yeah, I just signed my, my tabs. And he shook them. I said, you can grab you one if you want one. And I was like, no, dude. <laughs> he's not in front of God and everybody. Number one, not, I don't know if I'd quit him yet. I don't remember, but it, it was, uh, it was kind of one of those things. It was just really like everybody around was just kind of like trying not to laugh, but yeah. He was like, will you shine my tabs for me? You know? Wow. No, I have no, oh my. That is the first time I've ever heard of someone autographing someone's like prescription prescription bottle. drugs. Yeah. Right? Wow. Tell you, hey man. Our heart. Yeah. <laughs> it was something else. I do remember that. That was crazy. And <laughs> I was still drinking then. I can tell you that. Cause I remember to make it through those lines was a little challenging from time to time. So I had my own little concoction up there, you know, so I was, kicking right along too but when he came through the line that was a head turner yeah that's pretty yeah. funny different i mean those bg i mean bg nation is rough and tough yeah it ain't no I mean, yeah i mean so your instagram for instance i mean you have 1.5 million followers that's yeah. insane we've been blessed we've been blessed and all of them are i mean Guys, I, I got to tell you, looking back, man, my goal in the music business was to sell out the Georgia Theater. It's 15 minutes from where I'm sitting right now. Uh, it holds a thousand or a little less. 
and uh man i you know we just didn't see all this coming we've uh, been blessed beyond measure and, and if you'd have told me you know 15 years ago we'd be doing what we're doing now i'd have told you you're crazy mm-hmm. um but yeah we've 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 been entirely blessed and and man those folks whether we have a single out at radio or not you know i know a lot of acts are really reliant on having something that's working at radio to be able to go on the road and tour it mm-hmm. um man we've been blessed bg nation is is man devoted enough and loyal enough that whether we have a single at radio or not we can go play any market in the country and and put a show on and be okay mm-hmm. um knowing that they got it back. So that man, they're, they're invaluable. Now I know you feel like you're a songwriter first and an artist second, but aren't you glad that you were able to put the two together, you know, write the songs and then be able to perform them and then see the reaction of your fans personally? Cause you know, when you songwrite, which that's a feat in itself, choice few that can actually write great songs people try to write them and then they just never see the light of day but you for example great songwriter and a great artist so are you glad that all transpired like that or do you look back and go maybe i should have just stayed a songwriter and i just lived in my man cave and i just walked to the mailbox (laughs) right (laughs) You know, um, man, I, I'll tell you, it's, it's it definitely, I don't think I could have done it any differently. Uh, being a songwriter first, it, you know, it's kind of a common misconception too that, that you know, uh, that I was just writing and then all of a sudden I showed up in Nashville and started playing shows. It didn't really happen like that for us. It was, you know, we wrote and played hole-in-the-wall bars. I mean, VFWs, motorcycle clubhouses, working our way into, you know, decent-sized bar, bigger bars, bigger bars, bigger bars, then clubs, then, you know, we, we signed, you know, we, we were already selling out really large clubs all, you know, all around the country. And um, so it was kind of, we were, we kind of came to the table as a package deal. And, and man, it, excuse me, I say we a lot, but that, I mean that I don't, I don't make a habit of saying I, because I'm telling you, if you spent a, a week around our camp and saw how many mm-hmm. moving parts there are, and I mean, my guys are just amazing and it's an incredible family and, and we built this thing together. Uh, so especially when talking about this, uh, we kind of came to town as the package deal already. Um, and there's something that was put together and, you know, being a writer first has always allowed me, you know, to kind of stay outside of the box creatively, you know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. it's, and sonically it's, it's, it's kind of that thing where, you know, we can put out a song that's got a, a, a heavy rock part in it, then release something that's like a three, four, you know, after that, and then release something that has a little hip hop thing to it after that. And, you know, you always got haters regardless <laughs> what, what song you put out, but, it is, it's, and it's not a, it's not a cop out or a bailout um, when I say this, but being a songwriter first allows me to do that unapologetically. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. my, some of my favorite albums or, or I'll say some of my favorite CDs that I ever had 
where uh, at my publishing company at Warren Chapel used to, when uh, you got ready to leave right by the door on the way out, you know, you could pick up somebody's demo tapes from that month or whatever. And man, that, those were my favorite because a lot of them were songs that will never see the light of day. And, and they're just completely different. Like there's, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, you could grab a CD and hear a little bit of everything on it. And I absolutely love that. Um, so it, I've always liked being able to release albums that, that have a little bit of everything on them uh, mm -hmm. and do that unapologetically. And being a writer first allows me to do that. But mm -hmm. I feel like with us, it was always kind of a package thing. One never came without the other. I put one in front of the other because I feel like for me, it's important to, to maintain that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of guys, you, you kind of touched on it. I think I had a hand and got to start something that, that wasn't so great for songwriters. And, and that's that everybody that comes to town now is a writer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Every, every artist we have is a writer. And, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, if, if a lot of the, so a lot of these songwriters right now, man, they'll tell you, if you want a cut on somebody's record, you almost have to write it with them. I mm -hmm. mean, and that's, that's frustrating knowing that, you know, for for years, the reason it's worked the way it has is because, you know, there were a lot of people that were incredibly talented at singing that weren't so much writers and and didn't have a problem with that and cut outside songs and you know gave these these writers their 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 time to shine and their 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 own spotlight, you know, in their own right. Um, but when I when I came to the scene, you know, I had a few albums out that I'd written entirely by myself and. Um, co-writing was kind of a new process for me and, and, you know, it was kind of, it, it was something that I, I felt like I was already doing, you know, on, on you know, a full project basis. So, uh, but yeah, I do I feel like the, the main benefit to that has always been the, you know, the fact that it does allow me to be outside the box and, mm -hmm. and kind of throw out whatever we want to and it, it yeah. not be too unheard of and nothing completely take people back i don't have to worry i'll say this i don't have to worry about you know if we put out something with five finger death punch you know and say some of the bg nation may not like the head banging like in your face get after that ass stuff but i do it and, and, yeah. and i don't have to worry about them me putting that out and, and them going okay is he trying to change is he you know mm -hmm. is this uh you know, is he trying to go in a different direction? Is he trying to recreate mm -hmm. himself or, or something? And we don't have to worry about that. They know, hey, we just, we're being creative and I'm, and we're, uh, I'm being, I'm having fun as a writer and, and, you know, we're having fun as a band. Uh, it just is what it is, man. It's music. I, th I think, I think music is supposed to be that way. Bruce and I want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce. If you'd like to drop us a line, you can email us at whichwayiscatering at gmail.com or visit us at varietyattractions.com. A big thank you to our sponsors, Brannigan Inc. and Spectrum Weather Insurance. Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce. Served up by Variety Attractions, celebrating 60 years of entertainment excellence. That's fabulous. <laughs>